whoever wins the World Cup, you're just going to have an amazing time. Not all teams can get the victory. What sort of a position women's football holds inside the halls of power of FIFA? I wish I could go to Australia because I know it's going to be fantastic. The ticket. Reflections. Hello and welcome to the Ticket to the Cup podcast. I'm David Mark. I'm at Eden Park in Auckland with Ash Tullock, who is a New Zealand sport journalist and also has the job of ground announcer here at Eden Park. Uh, and today we're hoping for 40 odd thousand people to see Switzerland play Spain in the first of eight knockout matches in this round of 16. It's going to be a great game, Ash. Yeah, I woke up this morning and I really did think today is going to be a great day for knockout football because this is this is what these teams are playing for, right? This is what counts is uh, these kind of do or die matches. So let's see what happens. I mean, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see how both teams turn up. I'm particularly interested in the Spanish because, as we know, that game against Japan did not go to plan for them at all. They got destroyed by the Japanese and I think... That's going to give them the edge today. I was at that match at Teifonganui Atara Wellington, and yes, Japan were brilliant. They just sat back and let the Spanish team play that tic-a-tac football that Spanish teams are renowned for, and they passed it around the midfield, and Japan just waited in their back third, and they managed to keep them out. But as soon as they had an opportunity to counter, they went for it. And what was extraordinary is that they scored on almost every counter-attack. They got three first-half goals, and, and, and Spain looked just completely flustered. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, like that does happen. Teams do get monstered. They do sort of fail to respond to a team like Japan who were just attacking when they had the chance. Um, looking at, looking at the, the history of Switzerland uh, and Spain head to head, the Swiss have won once. So, you know, they have the upper hand in that regard. But it's a case of saying, you know, that was a wee while ago. How are they going to turn up today? Um, I do think that if the Spanish can play the way that they know how to play and they can kind of get the chip off their shoulder from that last game, then they're going to be dangerous. Switzerland finished on top of Group A, but they weren't really that impressive. They had a first up win over the Philippines and then a couple of draws, which was enough for them to finish on top. So steady without being sensational. I would think that the key to this game is whether Switzerland um, takes on... Spain in the midfield because if they do Spain has the ability to cut them up with their fantastic passing yeah yeah and I think the the Swiss will be looking at the way that the Spanish have already played and sort of seen their defense as a weak spot um, I think the start of the match is going to be a, is going to be very important because if you can set the tone early and sort of startle the Spanish then that could be a real problem. So I imagine that's what the Swiss will be wanting to do. Um, yeah, the Spanish will be wanting to start in a much more sort of efficient way. I think they'll be wanting to sort of monster the Swiss early on. I'm going to be really interested to see whether the, the Swiss take a leaf out of Japan's book and sit back in that back third and just try to soak up the pressure or take them on. So that's going to be one of the keys. That's the first game in Aotearoa, New Zealand today. The second one is Norway versus Japan in Te Whanganui, Aotearoa, Wellington. And we've spoken about Japan. Um, they were awesome beating Spain 4-0. They won all three of their pool games. Whereas Norway, well, they lost first up to mm. your football ferns, but yeah. they managed to regroup 
to come second in that in that in that uh, group. How do you think they're going to go against Japan, who look great? Yeah, I I think that Norway have the experience to know how to kind of put what happened behind them in terms of the pool play and play really good knockout football. Um, the Japanese do too, but I just have this gut instinct that the way that Norway played uh, in that last game um, against the Philippines, that means that they will sort of just continue that momentum. They got, they banged in, uh, I believe it was 6-0, they banged in so many goals that I think that confidence is going to help get their tails up. Um, and looking head to head, actually, Norway have beaten Japan twice before. So, you know, these teams probably aren't looking too much back on the past. If they're, they're smart, which they are, they'll be focusing on the here and now. Um, and so they'll be focusing on what they can do today. But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see which team turns up with, I guess, the most gusto and, and confidence. Because confidence does matter for a lot. Well, Norway's coach Hege Rissa and player Vilda Borissa spoke to the media. And let's have a listen to what they said. Obviously, against Spain, they uh, were attacking, counter-attacking. Uh, I will guess they play a little bit higher on us. Maybe the picture will be similar, but uh, opposite. So uh, we will prepare... Uh, play defense uh, and be strong in our defense and play to our strength and hopefully we will uh, get the result that we want. I think Japan is an uh, incredible team. Their pace is amazing um, and the passing they do as well is, is really impressive. So it's absolutely a, a great team. Um, it's going to be a big challenge for us, but we have... Um, uh, done our very best to prepare for this game and hopefully it's going to be a good game for us um, and I think Japan has been good since the first game they played in the World Cup and it just shows the level they're at. The ticket. Ash, the interesting thing about tournament football is that it changes as you move through the tournament. The first three games you can afford to be a little bit pragmatic, you can defend when you need to or attack when you need to, depending on where the standings are in the group. But once we get to this stage where it's knockout, the games can go to extra time, the games to go can go to penalties. That's where things really change, doesn't it? Yeah, there's no room for a hiccup or an easy game because if you if you sort of do make a big mistake and you don't turn up and you don't kind of play your be play your best football, um, you're rolling the dice and teams don't want to be doing that. We've seen that already up until now that teams who have kind of you know, let's let's briefly mention the USA. There are people around the world talking about their attitude and and where are they? What are they doing? You know. No one has got time to sort of have a sloppy match because that will be potentially the end of their campaigns. Um, and I, I think this tournament so far has blown people away. It's been exciting. It's been dynamic. Not that I think people didn't expect it to be that, but I think it's just continued. It's built on from what we saw at the last tournament in France. And that was a record-breaking tournament, you know, just in terms of numbers, in terms of support. And we're seeing that more and more. And today at this park, you know, you, you and I are sitting here, we're looking over Eden Park right now. It's a beautiful day. I can't even tell you where you know, where everyone will be sitting in terms of are there going to be more Swiss fans? Are there going to be more Spanish fans? We just don't know. And the neutrals. Exactly. And I just do think, you know, it's been awesome as a New Zealander to see 
you know, New Zealand fans get behind these teams. Um, and, and and I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing the sea of sort of red, white, and yellow. <laughs> It has been an incredibly successful tournament. 1.7 million tickets sold already, and no doubt that'll be improved on over the next couple of weeks. The United States uh, World Cup winning coach Jill Ellis has spoke to the media about the progress that uh, women's football has made at this World Cup. Certainly the competitiveness of this tournament can be felt as we've seen, you know, giants in the game get knocked out. We've seen debutantes at advance to the next round, um, which, you know, I think lends itself to this being just one of the most interesting, unpredictable and arguably exciting World Cups we've seen to date. But the reality is, yeah, overall, I think the level of play is is advancing. The level of uh, coaching has advanced clearly. And we're seeing stars that we've never seen before on this kind of stage. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, if I'm candid, I really, I really am surprised. Um, you know, I think when you suddenly see a Germany or a Brazil get knocked out of a World Cup in group stage, um, I don't think any of us could have predicted that. Um, am I, you know, am I excited by the development? Of course, for sure. Uh, but I, I think I was thinking that one more iteration of the World Cup before we started to see even more parity that we're starting to see right now. Um, so, yeah, I have been pleasantly surprised by by the progress and the evolution. The ticket. The ticket. Ash Tullock, we need to talk about the Matildas because uh, <laughs> obviously the hopes of a nation, or at least my nation, are on their shoulders. But I'm wondering about uh, the New Zealanders, the Kiwis. Do they have a bit of a soft spot for the Matildas now that the football ferns are out? Look, I'll be honest. <laughs> As someone who has travelled around the world, over the years people will say, where are you from? And I say, guess. And, and don't take this the wrong way, but people sometimes say Australia. And honestly, in a past life, I probably would have said, oh, no, I'm not Australian. But it is one of those things that you realise the world is a really big place and New Zealanders and Kiwis are so well connected. And yes, we love to go head to head when it comes to football. We love to sort of elbow each other and, and the ribs a little bit when it comes to different things. But at the end of the day, I think we have so much in common and we do really respect one another. So look, the way I see it and from what I'm hearing within you know, my sort of community and within New Zealand and the media, people were saying, well, if we can't be in it, let's support them. Um, winning the rights to host this World Cup as as um, two nations together was a huge, huge success. And I just think, you know, it, it is in our best interest as New Zealanders um, to support Australia. And, you know, if we can't be in it, then, I, you know, we went as far as we've ever been before in terms of just winning a game. That was amazing for us. Um, so, you know, respectfully, the standards are quite different. Uh, the Matildas are obviously ranked 10th in the world. At this point, rankings are kind of out the window. We've seen that with the likes of, you know, number two, Germany being gone and Brazil. And so anything can happen. But I think definitely the Matildas have got Kiwi support. <laughs> the Matildas uh, have got that match against Denmark on Monday after that incredible win against Canada. But they put that behind them. Uh, Alana Kennedy and Hayley Russo spoke to the media yesterday about the challenge of facing Denmark. I'm feeling good. Um, and I think, yeah, same for the squad. We're all obviously come down from the high of the the Canada game and, and just excited to prep for the next game um, against Denmark. I think for us, it, it's not so much putting putting a label on it, but I think it's just where we were in that game. We were an underdog. Um, 
maybe people thought we're all f we're a favourite in the in the Nigeria game. So it change it fluctuates through throughout the tournament depending on on the um, the games and the performances that we put in, the results we get. So um, of course, I think we love to rise to the occasion. Um, and this is another do or die game. Um, it's it's obviously. Um, you know, we can't. There's nothing beyond this for us right now, so we just have to put everything that we have um, into this game on on Monday. And I think that we take a lot of confidence from the the Canada game. Um, but it's about making sure that we we do have that same attitude. Feeling very happy. Um, the vibe around camp at the moment is really good. Uh, yeah, to score my first World Cup goal or or two was pretty special for me. So. Um, yeah, good buzz around around the group and just looking forward to the next game. Yeah, we're really focused. Um, we know the task at hand. Um, we already prepared ourselves uh, with having the game against Canada because it was basically a knockout game for us anyway. So um, we continue with that same mentality. And Ash, you said before that Kiwis, Australians, that we're friends, right? But... <laughs> Not today, because it's a Bledisloe Cup match also on today. So while there's a World Cup match on here in Eden Park, there's a match down in Dunedin. And uh, yeah, forget the forget the friendliness. It's all about the rivalry. I wondered if you were going to bring that up. Um, look, it is it's exciting because I just think at the end of the day. Our two countries love sport, and whether it's sort of NRL, uh, obviously AFL is huge, um, huge in Australia. But you know, we just love what we do, and I just think the more that as as um, as fans, the louder we can get, the more sort of energy we can throw behind the teams, the better. It's going to be a cold night in Dunedin. Uh, I actually know um, one of the the Spanish snowboarders, an Olympic. Um, silver medalist, she is training down in the South Island and she's going to this game in Dunedin because I said to her, are you coming to this, you know, this game at Eden Park with Switzerland against Spain? And she said, no, I'm going to the All Blacks. <laughs> and I thought, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Um, but, you know, like, like I have sort of have mentioned to you before that there is a rugby game happening before this, this football game at Eden Park. So I think what's going to happen is a lot of Aucklanders are going to go to an area in, in New Zealand called Kingsland and Auckland and people are going to go to the pubs, they're going to go to the bars, they're going to watch uh, the All Blacks <laughs> come up against Destroy the Wallabies. Well, let's... That's what you want to say, isn't it? <laughs> hey, look, let's see. It's a PC program, right? <laughs> no, but, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, they can do their business. And then I'm really excited because people have said, uh, my family included, are all going to go over, the, climb over the train station, over the um, the path there and come into Eden Park and, you know, support these two teams at the Football Women's World Cup. And I just... I love it. I just think this is this is what it's all about. Um, and you know what I do have to say? I'm really, really glad. Uh, I'd have to look at the rest of the timetable, but I'm really glad this game doesn't clash. These two games don't clash. Because I think we've seen things in the past where it's, it's almost an insult. You know, you've got a really important women's game on and you've got another game competing with it. Uh, you know, I, we could go on and on because the Netball World Cup is also on at the moment. That's in a different time zone, so it's kind of okay. But... Yeah, it's nice to see that this isn't going to be, you know, hopefully we're going to get eyeballs on everything. One game at a time. Yeah, little by little, as they say in Spain, poco a poco. <laughs> Ash, thanks very much for your time. Thank you so much.